Hi, I'm Bridget Murawski, and I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. This is your bi-weekly dose of all things vintage. what up it me and i'm back with a new episode of my best vintage life how are we this week i hope everybody's doing well and having a great start to august i celebrated my birthday last week the big three two that was fun and exciting well as exciting as it could be um with everything going on in the world so yeah looking forward to the rest of the year i'm just gonna start out with my normal snippet slash intro um If you have any questions or concerns or suggestions, feel free to reach out to me via email at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. I've been super active on Pinterest uh, this week. Lots, or not Pinterest, Instagram. (laughs) Lots of new followers, lots of new Canadian followers. Hello to all my new Canadian followers and new followers in general. Um, been trying to add more content on there, and I've just been having fun doing it. So definitely something I have to just be consistent with and have fun with. So I hope you've been enjoying that. Don't forget to check out our website. Um, you can sign up there. I'm doing a new um, business, Vintage for Business newsletter. So you don't have to have a business to receive it, but as of right now, I'm just sending it, sending it to people who have signed up for that purpose or people that I know have businesses involving vintage Um, I'm going to be sharing insights, market trends, any kind of new and interesting news from the business perspective. So if you'd like to sign up for that, just go to the website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and at the bottom right, you'll see a newsletter sign up box. Basically, just like most other websites, I feel like you usually find it at the bottom of the screen. You can sign up there, and it'll collect your email, and you can start receiving the... uh, the vintage for business and if at any point in time it's not interesting to you anymore you can unsubscribe you can also shop on the website and read my blog in terms of calling me if you'd rather call and get in touch you can call me at area code 559-365-6743 that's 559-365-6743 that's my google voice number and please if you do have the chance um to rate or review the podcast, that would be great. You can do so on Podchaser. That's available on all platforms, all operating systems. Um, Or if you have an iPhone, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. I had someone, um, they sent me a direct message or a comment and they said, you know, it was one of their favorite podcasts, a girl named Caitlin, uh, one of their favorite podcasts to listen to at work. And I asked her, you know, just if you could take a few minutes to put those sentiments down into words and review me and she did and I really really appreciate that Caitlin and I ask if any of you have feel that way about the podcast have strong feelings one way or another just please share them Um, it really does help put me out there for other people to discover me right now I am in the fashion and beauty section under arts um, on Apple podcasts that's kind of how the system works and unfortunately 
Um, not unfortunately, but there are just so many people making beauty podcasts right now that the fashion, I think it should be two groups personally, but um, the fashion podcasts are suffering because so many people, I mean, so many people are into beauty and I feel like we're just getting smothered by it. So the more reviews and ratings I get, the more visible I am. So I appreciate that if you take the time to do so. And my obsession at the moment, right now, I've been trying to put myself first. I feel like with everything that's happened in the last seven months, a lot of us have really kind of not put ourselves first. You know, we're worried about others, the general public. We're worried about our family, our friends, issues going on in the world, just a lot of heavy, heavy stuff. And I'm not saying those things aren't good to be worried about, but it's very easy to forget about you and your needs. So I've been trying to just put myself first and prioritize and, you know, have an idea in my head of what I need to do to be successful, what I need to do to feel good and prioritize those things. But at the same time, be kind and forgiving to myself and show myself self-compassion. So I hope you can do the same for yourself as well after you listen to this. You are worth it. All right, going right into today's topic. So today I'm going to be talking you talking to you about capsule wardrobes. So I did a little poll on Instagram and it seems about I'd say 75 to 80% of you do know what a capsule wardrobe is. The rest of you didn't, which is fine. Um, most people when they think of a capsule wardrobe, they think of modern clothing that you could get at any store these days. And that's kind of how it's always existed. I haven't really heard of a capsule wardrobe discussed in a vintage sense. So basically what a capsule wardrobe does is it minimizes the amount of pieces you have in your wardrobe, but it maximizes the potential for outfit combinations. So I've seen certain numbers online. I think it's like there's it's 30 something, 33. I can't remember. Um, and then I see some people say 60. I mean, I personally think that you really shouldn't focus on the number, but just focus on what feels right for you and what feels right for your closet. This really should minimize the amount of clothing you have like on your clothing rack, your closet, your drawers, whatever, um, and give your clothing room to breathe and not feel like you have so much stuff. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it has to be this number because everybody's different and everybody has different living situations. They live in different climates. So I'm not going to pretend that there's a magic number. If somebody else wants to, that's fine. But this is more about what you should include in the capsule wardrobe from a vintage perspective. So with vintage, it's easy to have a lot of pieces that you don't wear frequently. They might be great for special occasions, but they're not good for everyday use. And I am guilty of most of the advice I'm giving you, I am guilty of. I've kind of built it off of last night I walked around my dressing room and I took a look at my closet and I took a look at my clothing rack and I I was like, okay, what can I tell them that's helpful? So uh, with vintage, you do have a lot of special occasion pieces, and that is okay. I am not telling you to go out, donate them, throw them away, give them to a friend, or sell them, whatever. I'm telling you that it's better to have less of those and more clothing that you can wear every day. So for me, I have a very small section in my closet that's like holiday-type clothes. Like I have a vintage white sequin blazer. I have a vintage uh, black satin kind of kimono-y jacket with lurex thread. I'm obviously not wearing those right now when it's almost 100 degrees in Fresno. That's not going to happen. Um, But I do like to have those things for the right time of year. Your climate really plays a big part in your capsule wardrobe. Um, If you can wear something like that more frequently where you live, then I think it's fine to have a few more of those pieces, those special pieces. But for me, wintertime special pieces are what I try to have the least of because I'm not wearing them a lot. 
Uh, let's see. I think that um, one of the most important things for our capsule wardrobe is that it can create looks for you that go from day to evening. Now, obviously, right now, a lot of us aren't going out to happy hour. We're not going out for cocktails or dinner or to dinner parties or parties or events or whatever after work or even on the weekends. So we're not really transitioning from day to night the way we used to. However, I hope one day soon that changes and we'll have the opportunity to do that again. And that's something you should keep in mind when you're building your vintage capsule wardrobe is how can I take this look from daytime, whether it's work, running errands, taking care of your kids, um, to you know maybe going out for drinks with friends later or going out to a movie or going out to dinner. Okay. Capsule wardrobes are amazing for travel. And a lot of times when you look at, um, if you go on like Pinterest or Google it or whatever, and you're like a packing list example, basically the examples they're giving you, especially if you're like trying to pack into um, a carry-on versus checking a bag, um, you know, you'll see a lot of examples and basically it just looks like a capsule wardrobe to me, but maybe just in a smaller sense because most people's trips are like two weeks max. I mean, some people are traveling for a long time, but I feel like an average trip length is like seven to 10 days for an international trip. Um, and then like maybe a little less than that for a continental trip, depending on where you live and where you're listening from. Um, but once again, we're not traveling a lot right now, but I think it'll be something useful for you down the road to have, you know, once your wardrobe is in like a capsule sense or more like a capsule, it'll be easier to pack and you won't spend so much time like ripping your hair out. Like, oh my God, how do I pack for a trip? And I think in my opinion, a capsule wardrobe is, um, like better with multi-piece dressing. So like one piece items so like tops bottoms versus like all dresses all jumpsuits all coveralls all overalls um because you can mix and match and I think that's the kind of the whole point so I've always been a dress person and I'm I've slowly transitioned into being more of a top and bottom person and I did notice when I was more of a dress person when I would be packing for a trip it felt like I was packing so much stuff because I was packing like a dress for every day and then maybe two to three extra, you know, and then you end up with all these dresses. um, And, you know, it's not so easy to rewear them the next day, whereas like maybe you could rewear a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts or a blouse or something like that. So I think that the key to a capsule wardrobe, it's better to have single pieces versus one piece dressing. Sorry, that doesn't sound right. Single pieces that you can make into multi-piece outfits. Um, So my suggestions, and once again, this is climate-based and it's based off of your personal needs. Some of us, our body temperature runs hot. Some of us run cold, even if we live in a hot temperature, uh, hot climate we, you know, don't get super warm, or if we live in the cold, we don't get super cold. So everybody's different. So you can take what I'm telling you and kind of morph it into what's what works best for you where you are. But I think the most one of the most important things, and obviously, these are all vintage, these are all vintage suggestions, is a blank t shirt. So I suggest that neutral colors are best. I know there are some people out there that love bright pops of color, but in terms of a capsule wardrobe, it's supposed to really be about how wearable is something. Now, maybe for you, bright colors, that's all you do wear, and that's how you base your capsule collection, and you're okay wearing bright colors every day. Most people aren't. So when I say neutral colors, I mean white, black, brown, navy, 
um, taupes, tan, you know, colors like that that you can mix and match. Um, Same goes for graphic tees, so a neutral base. But I also think you should stick to neutral fonts and graphics. So like, for example, a black t-shirt with um, white font or a white t-shirt with black font. You know what I mean? Like not anything, not like a neon palm tree or something like that. Stick to more um, neutral colors that will complement the rest of your outfit. And I'm not saying every single one has to look like that, but I think if you keep the bulk of it, you could just, you know, like I have, if you watched uh, the video series I did when Art and I went on our buying trip, it's saved to my Instagram highlights. I talked about, I answered some of your questions on our way to the buying trip, and I did show you my favorite vintage sweatshirt and t-shirt. They're both black with white writing, and I can, I take them on trips all the time because I can throw them under things over things I usually wear that t-shirt like under a dress and I'll put the sweatshirt if I get cold over the t-shirt over the dress so very easy to mix and match despite the fact that there's a graphic on the shirt and the sweatshirt um so yeah same thing carries through for blank tees and graphic tees should also carry through to sweatshirts and tank tops so I say tank tops because maybe you live in a climate that's super hot and you can wear tank tops almost all year so basically just think of these as like soft shirts whether it's a Blank t-shirt, graphic t-shirt, sweatshirt, or tank top. Same thing goes. Try to keep them as neutral as possible so that you can maximize them with as many looks as possible. That's really the goal here. Keeping with my top theme, um, sweaters. I do recommend one neutral sweater. Now, the fabric depends on your location. I actually had about four wool um and then one was like an angora blend sweaters in my closet and i thought you know what i'm taking them to the warehouse i'm going to try to sell them because it just really doesn't get that cold here to wear wool sweaters we have a few days but even by like the end of the day i'm like itchy and hot um whereas that wouldn't happen as much when i was living in pennsylvania and cold like i didn't get that like weird end of the day like itchiness i was just like oh this is so warm so what i'm doing is i'm transitioning over to cotton sweaters um, which aren't as easy to find as wool sweaters but they're really great because they can be machine washed and line dried and they just keep you a little bit cooler they keep you warm but they don't overheat you so right now um, I found a really nice one in the warehouse it's just a black cotton sweater and I guarantee you I will wear that when I'm cold next winter I'll just probably wear that multiple times a week versus having four sweaters in my closet that I wasn't really wearing. You know, it sucks letting them go because they're super cute, but I'd rather somebody else get good use out of it or somebody buy it to sell it and make somebody else happy. Now, if you are in a climate that is cooler or cold, um, I do recommend an Aran or a Fisherman sweater because of their cream color. Some of them are on the darker side, the lighter, and some of them are on the lighter side, but they pretty much go with everything. You can pair them with black jeans, blue jeans, trousers, skirts, shorts, if you want to go for that kind of like Kate Mossy at Glastonbury look. Um, You know, whatever you want to do, you just need the right climate for it um, because they can make you very warm. But if you can wear one, I do suggest having one or finding one, buying one. Um, because they're very, very versatile. And then I do recommend having some sort of signature shirt or two in your capsule wardrobe. Now, everybody's different. So you could have maybe a button down, like a cotton button down, whether it's like a 90s prep brand, Ralph Lauren, Tommy, whatever. 
um, or a denim shirt, Levi's, Wrangler, whether it's like um, a true button down or a snap button down, that's all based off of your personal preference and style. Also flannels. Flannels can be really great, but once again, because we're talking about something that has a range of colors, I would stick to more neutral flannels versus bright colors. Um, you could over dye flannels and make it more muted. I personally don't like flannels, but once again, I'm trying to appeal to as many people as possible here. So I'm just telling you to find your signature shirt. Some of you might like rayon shirts. If you're going for a print, I would stick to like um, a more basic print. I have a really cute long sleeve rayon shirt that is black with white polka dots. And I love it because I could wear it with so many things. I can layer it underneath something, over something, you know, use it as a layer to put on if I'm cold over something else. There's a lot of versatility there. So if you're going to stick, if you're going to go with a print, I would stick to not too crazy of a print and not something that's super colorful. And let's see, moving on. Okay, so I know I said not to put too many dresses into your capsule wardrobe, but I think it's fine to have um, one to three, depending on how big you want your capsule to be and how much um, clothing you want within it. But I would say stick to neutral colors and, um, you know, maybe pick one print that really works well for you that you can mix and match. I know a lot of people like to use leopard print as a neutral and I've seen some really cute vintage leopard print dresses out there um, or maybe like a more muted floral. Once again, it all depends on your personality. If you absolutely need a print, I think you should have one. But think about, okay, is this going to go with everything I own within my capsule? Like, how can I really make the most out of this dress? And I think, I'm just going to step away from the pieces for a second, but I think one of the things that we do when we shop, whether it's for modern clothing or vintage clothing, is that a lot of times we just kind of go with our like gut reaction to something like, oh, that's beautiful. I need to have it. I've done that so many times throughout my life and then like you never wear it or you get home and you're like, God, I don't have anything to wear this top with. Now I need to buy a bottom to go with it. So I think it's really good to assess your wardrobe before you do any kind of buying, um, trading with your friends, thrifting, anything like that. Take a look at what you have and say, okay, I like these pants but I don't have anything to wear with them on top okay then that's what you should be looking for versus you know just going out there and buying whatever looks good to you I think it would also really eliminate a lot of the waste we have um, and be so much better for the environment if people just took more time to be more thoughtful and less you know less of like a consumer must consume it type um, mindset okay jumping back into pieces I also noted that you could substitute, instead of a dress, you could substitute for a jumpsuit if that's more your taste or overalls. I know there's a lot of um, people out there right now that are really into overalls and it's nice if you have like a cream pair, railroad stripe, denim, those are all very, um, or black, very easily able to be uh, mixed and matched. So. If that's more your thing, if you have the type of lifestyle where you work with your hands a lot, you need pockets, um, then yeah, I would say try, if you have to do one piece dressing, then try to find something that really works for you. Um, let's see. Moving on to bottoms. So with jeans, no matter what vintage brand you like, whether it's Levi Lee, Wrangler, um, 90s brands, 
I would say stick to a black pair, a blue pair, and maybe one colored pair. It could be white. I personally can't wear white denim. It looks amazing on some people, but it doesn't look great on me, and I just stain things way too much. Uh, It could be like a tan cream color, or it could be a pop of color if you want to add a pop of color there. Um, And, you know, I would say this for jeans and shorts depends on your climate. Once again, I live somewhere hot, so it doesn't, I really should have more shorts than I do have jeans. If you're not into shorts and you'd rather do skirts, then you can apply those rules to the skirts as well. Um, And I'm not saying you have to wear denim skirts. I personally don't like denim skirts. So if you can find like a vintage cotton skirt or maybe you live in a cooler climate, a vintage black leather skirt is an amazing thing to have. I used to have one or two of them when I lived in Pennsylvania. I don't really wear them now here. I think I sold mine. Um, But if you live in a climate that affords you to be the ability to... um, (laughs) wear a leather skirt you should definitely go for it or some leather shorts leather pants um as long as they're like a decent neutral color that's definitely something you could add in as well if that's more your taste um and you know if you're if you like um longer pants but you don't like jeans there's also pants and trousers out there too i feel like that trend itself I, I don't even want to say trend just more there's more people out there wearing pants and trousers now um you know almost equal to the amount of people that are wearing jeans and it's nice because you can find pants and trousers in so many different fabrics whether it's you know like a lined wool pair or cotton linen silk just a total there's so many options and um, different silhouettes and that's something you can find really easily at a thrift store just make sure you try them on for a good fit but if you don't want to do jeans vintage jeans in your capsule then you can always do vintage pants slacks trousers whatever you call them Um, basically pants that aren't jeans so let's see oh bathing suit okay so vintage bathing suits gross some people out um and I get that if it's like dead stock and still has the liner and whatever I think it's totally fine to wear if it's vintage and it doesn't have the cover the liner cover just wash it really well you know I I really don't think there's too much to be worried about there I say find something that can double as like a bodysuit for you and you can take like say if you're going on a trip or like a little day getaway you can throw a skirt over a bodysuit. You can throw shorts, pants, um, you know, pretty much everything over it. But if you're in an area where you might go swimming, it's really nice to have a bathing suit as well. So I do see um, a lot of people wearing bathing suits as bodysuits under um, other pieces like pants and skirts. And I think that's a really good approach. And if you're going on a trip or you're away for a few days, you can have an outfit one day and then the next day you wear it to the beach. So definitely a lot of versatility there with a bathing suit or a bodysuit. You could probably get away with wearing a bodysuit as a bathing suit too in a pinch. Um, So just some ideas there for that. Um, I would say have a signature jacket in your capsule wardrobe. Now that's going to look different for everybody, but some of my suggestions would be a vintage blazer. Um, which would work in not so chilly weather, um, a vintage raincoat. So if you live somewhere that gets a lot of rain, like the Pacific Northwest, for an example, um, 
I would definitely have an awesome vintage raincoat in your arsenal that you can just pull out and wear. You might even want to. Like, that's a good example of, like, I personally, it never rains here. I don't even know why I have a raincoat in my closet. I wear it occasionally. But if you're in um, an area where that gets a lot of rain, that's something you might want to have two of just to have an extra one um, if you're washing the other one or if something happens to it, you spill something on it, whatever. I have a sage military, sage green military raincoat, and I love it. And I used to have a black one as well, but I kind of, I told myself, all right, pick or choose. You have to, you can only have one. You can't have both because I mean, literally, I, literally a lot of people don't know this about uh, Fresno, California, but I don't even know if like total days, if we even get a month of rain throughout the year. It's really depressing. I miss the rain. Jealous of anybody that can have more than one raincoat in their capsule collection. <laughs> Another signature jacket, leather jacket, whether it be moto style, um, different cuts. I'm not really going to tell you what cut you should or shouldn't wear. That's really up to you and your personal taste. But a vintage leather jacket is just, they're not the easiest thing to find. But when you do find one, you should definitely hold on to it and, and wear it as much as possible. They're very, very versatile. And then also uh, denim jackets. Denim jackets, um, they work great in a variety of different weather. I've seen some people layer a vintage Levi's trucker underneath like a pea coat or a winter coat. And instead of saying like, oh, well, she has two jackets on or two coats on, you, you kind of treat it as a layering piece um, instead of like a standalone jacket. So that's that's an idea for you. Um, for a denim jacket lots and lots of versatility there I think everybody should own one you can really dress it up dress it down it travels well um so yeah get yourself a vintage denim jacket and then um coats I I to me a jacket is light and a coat is heavy that might not be everybody else's definition but for this episode that is my those are my two definitions so you should have a signature coat as well if you're if you need it I am guilty of having too many vintage coats I don't need them I don't know I mean I've been really really purging that sort of thing and it's it's been nice but coats are just a weakness of mine um but the two that really stand out to me is like either like a pea coat slash wool coat like a long black wool coat of some kind um or if you want the more militaristic look you could have a pea coat or people have been really the last few years we've seen um, definitely more interest in the trend of vintage puffer jackets so those are very warm um, very cute but very warm so those are great if you're in a cooler climate and if you're listening and you're like well I couldn't wear either one of those well then you probably don't really need many coats in your capsule collection if you're like listening like me like oh I don't need those you know um Maybe if you absolutely need one for like a trip, if you're going somewhere cold, go to a thrift store or consignment shop, borrow one from a friend. Um, and, you know, when you're done, you could always resell it. No point in keeping something you don't need, even if it's super cute. That's it really for clothing pieces. Now I'm going to go into um, accessories, which I initially was not going to do but I thought I would just you know throw some tips out there because I don't really talk about accessories too much on the show itself but that's okay that's not to say I can't talk about them right now one accessory that really sticks out to me 
would be a vintage scarf because you can wear a scarf around your neck uh, as a headscarf, as a sarong if you're at the pool at the beach. You can make it into a top if it's long enough. Um, or you can tie it on your bag to give your bag like a little little pop, a little pizzazz. And I mean, bandanas don't, I wouldn't say a bandana really falls into that same thing because not all bandanas could act as like a sarong or a top. Some of the bigger ones maybe, but um, definitely nice to have a scarf in your capsule wardrobe. Um, And that's, you know, that's one area where you could, you know, maybe have a little bit more color or a little bit of fun with the print. Just, you know, make sure it's reasonable to go with the rest of your clothes otherwise it's just kind of like you have it and you might wear it like once or twice a year instead of multiple times a month with jewelry I I love mixing metals but not everyone can do that not everyone's comfortable doing that there's still a lot of people out there that are like you can't wear silver with gold and vice versa so my best suggestion is like especially if you're packing for a trip or putting together your capsule wardrobe, pick the metal that looks best on you and the one you like the best and stick with that and just kind of build out your vintage jewelry. Um, excuse me, I'm yawning. <laughs> build out your vintage jewelry around that color metal. And there are so many amazing vintage and antique jewelry dealers online right now. I, I've started following a few and I just get suckered into like, their posts there's one girl she just like posts all these charms like she'll just post like a picture of like 10 charms you know so I really do believe that vintage jewelry especially fine jewelry so gemstones and and actual gold and actual sterling silver those are really great investments because they're just they're just going to keep giving back you know whether it's an engagement ring a pair of earrings a herringbone chain I, I really do suggest investing into those pieces it's something great to ask for for a holiday gift for birthday graduation a special occasion that's a nice time to find um, a piece that you're looking for maybe give someone a little hint so just pick a metal stick with it build yourself some jewelry around it I think you know a ring necklace bracelet earrings is a great way to start If you're into vintage sunglasses, you know, I feel like vintage sunglasses can get really wacky, just like crazy uh, lenses and colors and um, frames. So I would really say if you want to make the most out of them to get something that's like either black or brown or a more muted color that you can wear. And not only that, but like a shape that's more neutral. So, um, you know... if you're someone who looks good with like a square frame or a cat eye, whatever, just stick with that with your capsule collection because you're going to wear the most what you look the best in um, instead of getting like a trendy type pair of vintage sunglasses where you might only wear it for, you know, special occasions. With bags, I don't have too much advice here. I just once again just find things that are versatile there are just so many different types of bags that like I don't even know if it's worth me going into it but um you know if you're like more of an outdoorsy person or you need something quick and easy there are so many like vintage backpacks out there uh vintage tote bags I would say those are probably the two 
that travel the best tote bags and um, backpacks also fanny packs like a cute vintage fanny pack I've started wearing my fanny I have bagu fanny packs and I have one vintage one Um, I wear those I thought I was just getting them for like outdoorsy stuff but I wear them to the grocery store now especially because I can just wear them on my body they're not touching like anything they're staying out of everyone's way and then I can just wash them like when I get home, you know, that way I feel like, um, like any kind of tech fabric like that, that's washable is really good, especially for right now, just keeping things clean and sanitized. Um, shoes, you know, once again, they're, I'm putting some lip balm on my lips are getting dry. Um, with shoes, you know, there's so many silhouettes that I would just say like find, shoes that are one in good shape because that can be tricky with vintage shoes check the sole check the straps check the buckles depending on where you live and what you're looking for just try and find good quality materials and things that are still in good shape I like a black loafer or like a black sandal or a black heel I wear a lot of black but if you're more on like the warmer tones look for browns tans creams stuff like that um just really check and make sure that they're in good shape and that they're comfortable that's also really important I feel like for a capsule wardrobe um you know I used to pack way back when I feel like I didn't really learn how to pack until a few years ago but when I'd be packing for a trip I would pack so many freaking shoes and looking back I'm like what was I thinking because you always end up like wearing the same one to two pair of shoes So now I really, like, I'll take a pair of sneakers with me. Like, I have um, super gaw black leather, like, trainer shoes. And I'll take those, and I have um, a pair of Solivare, like, black, what are they called, monk shoes? I don't know exactly. Brogues. I guess brogues would be the right term. I take those on trips a lot with me. If you want to go the vintage route um, and have vintage shoes in your capsule, you don't necessarily have to because vintage shoes can be really hard to find in good condition. Um, But if you want to go that route, like I said, just make sure they're comfortable and versatile because you'll you'll learn quickly as you get older. Like the shoes that, that are the most important to you while you're traveling are the ones that are the most comfortable and the ones that you can wear with a dress and not feel frumpy, you know, you don't, and also you don't want to look like a tourist while you're traveling. So find shoes that are comfortable, cute, but, you know, versatile enough to fit in with your outfits and, um, not too, too trendy. Okay. And last but not least hats. So hats really, once again, depend on where you live or if you're traveling, where you're going. But um, not everyone is into vintage hats. Some people find them gross. I, I've owned a few throughout time. It's just important to clean them before you wear them and, and clean them while you're wearing them. Could be a, like a dead stock baseball hat. Could be a dead stock beanie. Could be like a vintage sun hat. No matter what the route, just make sure it's something that you're actually going to wear and that you know you're comfortable wearing and something that can travel easily um, and pack up easily so and obviously washable is really nice so if something's cotton and there's like tons of videos online on how to if you're into like baseball hats how to wash one of those and take care of them so just sticking with neutrals once again and making things easy for you that is all i have um I shouldn't say that's all. That was a lot. 
for the capsule wardrobe. So if you have any ideas or think I missed anything, please feel free to reach out. Obviously I gave you a bunch of options for reaching out to me in the beginning, email, social media, there's website. You could contact me through the website, Google Voice, whatever you want to do. Um, if you feel like I missed anything or if you want to make any suggestions. So I'm, I wanted to save this for the end because it's kind of like a little surprise, but I really do believe that this is probably going to be one of my first class offerings uh, for my Best Vintage Life Academy is making a vintage capsule wardrobe. I've obviously given you the, um, the framework the kind of like skeleton um, to to make this and do this for yourself, but I want to kind of get into the guts of things and go a little bit deeper. And I think that the class itself will be amazing, both for vintage enthusiasts, somebody that just wants to wear vintage all the time, or if you're a vintage um, seller, um, because I think that... And I know this from when I used to sell vintage and I see like some of the remnants of my, my stuff that I still have here is it's very easy to just be all over the place. And um, I really do think that uh, some of my, a lot of my clients actually do, um, they kind of sell like from a unisex point of view, you know, kind of genderless clothing that anyone and everyone can wear. It's just really finding the right size. But I do think that that's a good way to go, and I'm not saying you have to do that in your business, but I think if you can incorporate a little bit more of that into your business, I think you can definitely reach more people in terms of sizing, uh, not sizing, but in terms of, you know, people looking for more neutral, more neutral clothing and less trendy clothing. So that is very likely going to be one of my class offerings is building your vintage capsule wardrobe. And like I said, that should be able to translate whether you're looking to just do it for yourself or looking to um, utilize that information for your for your business, whether it's a brick and mortar, an online shop, or you're doing like little pop-ups while in the midst of all this this craziness. So Okay, guys, that is it for this week. I don't have anything else to add. So in the meantime, please stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't be basic. Bye.